confession, which is that I spent a lot of time on ChatGPT, and I wanted to ask it a bunch of questions related to financial planning topics. A lot of it is correct, but not quite right. A couple of examples coming up here. Be sure to subscribe to Jay's Corner, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you enjoy your podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to Jay's Corner. My name is Jay O. I am a certified financial planner. I'm also the author of Maximize Your Medicare, the published book. Jay's Corner is there to try to explain how certain financial matters work, to try to help you separate the signal from the noise, so that when something changes, you're not distracted wrongly, and instead, keep your eyes on the ball, which is tough to do given the way that we are given information. There's a free and paid newsletter. Go to jo.substack.com. There are two YouTube channels, Jay's Corner, as well as Maximize Your Medicare. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you digest your podcast. Be sure to leave your comments. Let's begin. So I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking to myself, oh no. AI and ChatGPT can put me in the unemployment line. <laughs> Seriously, this crossed my mind. I got bills to pay. I got stuff I want to do. So he asked ChatGPT a bunch of questions. Whew. Safe for now. In this video, I'll show you why. Let's ask ChatGPT if you can easily switch between Medigap and Medicare Advantage. Yes, you can switch between Medigap and Medicare Advantage. However, there are certain times when you are allowed to make changes to your Medicare coverage and it's important to understand the rules and deadlines for making these changes. If you have a Medigap policy and want to switch to a Medicare Advantage plan, you can do so the annual enrollment period. Boo. Un also known as the Medicare Open Enrollment Period. Double boo. Or during a special enrollment period. Mm. The annual enrollment period is a time when each year when you can make changes to your Medicare coverage, including switching from a Medigap policy to a Medicare Advantage plan. The annual enrollment period runs from October 15th to December 7th each year. I promise you this. The carriers never call this the annual enrollment period with small a, small e, small p. These are defined terms written by lawyers on financial contracts. Please don't use small letters. These are very specific terms that are used. If, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan and want to switch to a Medigap policy, you can do so during the annual enrollment period or during a special enrollment period. Special enrollment periods are available to individuals who experience certain life events such as moving out of their planned service area or losing other creditable coverage. This is not correct. This is not correct. Moving by itself is not a special enrollment period which allow, allows you to switch from Medicare Advantage to Medigap. You get F. It's important to keep in mind that if you switch from a Medigap policy to a Medicare Advantage plan, you may not be able to switch back to a Medigap policy at a later date. Only partially true. This is because Medigap policies have a limited enrollment period in which you can enroll, and if you miss the enrollment period, you may not be able to get a Medigap policy in the future. True. Therefore, it is important to carefully consider your options before making any changes to your Medicare coverage. True. So now you can see it in this third paragraph. The statements contradict each other. For me, I stay employed, the lights stay on. Whew. Chat GPT fails when it comes to describing Medicare. I said safe for now, right? The thing is, AI is learning. So whether or not they're gonna correct the mistakes that I've shown in this video, we'll have to see. Deep, deep 
in the chat GPT wormhole here. I thought I'd take a look at some of the newfangled terms that you see in finance investing world. So let's just take a quick look. There's this concept called direct indexing. So let's first let's get a definition. Direct indexing technique used in asset management, customized investment portfolio for a specific client or investor rather than pre-existing investment product like a mutual fund or ETF. Will identify the specific securities they believe provide the best return for the investor, create a portfolio based on these individual securities. Allow it to tailor the portfolio to specific needs and goals of the investor rather than relying on the holdings of a pre-existing investment product. Including the ability to align portfolios to social, environmental, ethical issues, greater tax efficiency. It can be more expensive. Requires the asset manager to be actively managed and rebalance the portfolio on an ongoing basis. This is a shortcoming of AI and their descriptions here because there's a number of different things in here that I probably really wouldn't say are exactly accurate. First of all, direct indexing technique used in asset management involved creating a customized investment portfolio. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That is fine. But the reality is, is this also exists now. So the reality is that when you're creating an ETF, you are basically creating a mimicking portfolio. And the way that I like to describe it is, let's say that you had a, you know, a can of minestrone soup, right? You open the can, eat it, tastes good. Let's say that you knew what the ingredients were and could know what the combination were and also save on cost by taking out an ingredient or two therefore lowering the cost. What are you doing? You're building the mimicking portfolio. Let's take a look at it here. Closely track the performance of a particular index such as S&P 500, replicate the returns, similar mix of securities in the same proportion as the index. So you can see it here. Mimicking portfolios are often created using financial instruments such as exchange-traded funds or index funds, which are designed to hold a basket of securities that closely match the holdings of a particular index. This should tell you right here that this is actually already occurring. So the reality is, is that you can build a mimicking portfolio as well as, since you can build a mimicking portfolio, I should say, you can also have the direct indexing, which can offer a number of benefits to investors, ESG, as well as potential for greater tax efficiency. Right now, right now, in other words, an ETF, let's just call it SPY. SPY does not do this, right? In other words, you could have mutual funds. You could have particular mutual funds with a particular investment style. Let's just call it growth, value. You can see from this video and other videos that I've posted here on the channel, right? There are issues inside there because of the way that they're, they have accounting. For example, it's the end of the year. Every year, mutual funds, when they turn over their portfolios, 
what can happen is you can have dividends. You can have capital gains, both short-term and long-term capital gains. These are invisible to you as you see them. In which case, you can simply, what you do is you get your tax form, which will be coming at the beginning of every year, with a report saying, okay, this is the number of units you had. This is the amount of dividends. This is the amount of qualified dividends. This is the amount of capital gains and short-term gains that were assigned to you during your holding period of that particular mutual fund. The reality here is that none of this goes really explained. So, and you can see it here. Describe Let's see what ChatGPT has to say. Expense ratios, okay? That part I'm not going to be as big on, and that reason is that you are paying the manager. Lack of control, lack of transparency. This is the one. Tax implications. This is what I just said. And so what ends up happening here is a mutual, you cannot get away from this idea, which is mutual funds have this, these issues that I've pointed out. You're still in a black box, transparency, tax implications. Whether or not direct indexing can fix this, the reality is it probably can. In the future, what you are likely to see, right, is because since you're making a replicating can of soup, minestrone soup, that also means that you're going to be able to tweak it. And I'm sure they're working on this now. I'm very sure of it. Because if I'm thinking of it, that means that they've already thought of it, right? You're here on the channel. You already know. Jay's not saying, you know, I'm the only guy to have thought of this. No, absolutely not. That what Direct Index can, can do in the future, and I'm sure we're going to have that, is we are going to have a tax-efficient direct indexing approach. What does this mean? If you're a citizen of Numeratorville, if you've been a drinker of the Numeratorville Kool-Aid, your days are probably coming to an end. Because these other matters here can dominate and it gets glossed over when the market's straight up, when the numerator is still has variance, but the denominator has been unidirectional down and stable. Remember, it's both. That the underperformance compared to direct indexing can be real. I haven't even posted it yet. Let's just take a quick look. This is a here inside data bank of GH2 unfiltered. I put the AI threat to Numeratorville, basically, which is that we have the allocation of assets. So you can remember, right? People here can very much remember that I've been talking about this, that I've been talking about a target retirement fund because they are certainly using asset allocation. And you can see it down here, right? They're using a particular technique, modern portfolio theory. Be sure to 
check out the video that I released at the, you know, just a couple of days ago, right? These are the outputs. In other words, there's the can of soup inside there. They're showing you the ingredients. That is what their ingredients was to create their can of soup. The issue is this here, this paper is showing you that model free reinforcement learning is another way of saying artificial intelligence. And now you can not only see that you'll be able to see the things here is the task of determining how to optimally allocate funds for a finite of a finite budget into a reign of financial instruments access such as stocks. I have now described what is going on in here as they are here. Coming up with the trading strategy involves critical decisions in allocating capital into different stock options. Usually this should maximize expected return while minimizing investment risk involved. Of course, that's modern portfolio theory in a single sentence. And now what this paper is suggesting is that reinforcement learning has become increasingly popular in portfolio management. How intelligent machines ought to make decisions in an environment to maximize cumulative reward over time. In other words, they're using artificial intelligence to create the mimicking portfolio to do this. And they're outperforming. Meaning the day is coming where artificial intelligence does this allocation. And in addition to that, you're going to be able to see them also then optimize for this, which includes tax efficiency, which in fact then also addresses the weakness of mutual funds, which is here. It won't be today. The reason is, right, the establishment of Numeratorville is going to kick and scream. But just like how ChatGPT flipped the switch on and all of a sudden new adopters learned, don't be surprised. I started this video by saying, I'm still employed. The fact of the matter is that this won't, this will work inside certain portfolios for sure. Can this take over the line, right? In Mr. X, as, as we see here, the answer to that is yes. Right, because you have it here in qualified funds, non-qualified funds. Now non-qualified funds outperforming Numeratorville without the tax implication problems of mutual funds. Without the behavioral biases, right? Confirmation bias, recency bias. You have a machine taking away the bias also solving for some of these shortcomings of traditional investment vehicles.
In other words, Joe Broker, who wants to, who doesn't know, <laughs> who candidly is still a citizen of New Marietteville, the clock is ticking. For Jay, yes. Is there going to be a day that at some point that someone, that a machine is going to be able to learn how to interact with all of these lines and then therefore direct your timing? The answer to that is yes. That could that then be a new base case for how the this mix, when to turn on social security, when should I take my pension with a particular combination? What does my non-qualified fund allocation look like compared to my qualified fund? Yes. We're still years away from that, I suspect. Even from there, we're going to have to have somebody adopt it. And number two, we're going to have to someone to translate the findings to you. For that, I breathe, breathe a sigh of relief for now.